Hello, you're listening to the Ambition Podcast. I'm Ella Buchan, Insights and Communications Executive at Amban BJ. A couple of weeks ago, Amban BJ sent all of its staff members a box of healthy snacks from Snackcess. Obviously, this made Snackcess very popular at our company, and I was therefore keen to catch up with one of the founders, Sonny Drinkwater, to learn about what it's like to start up a company in the middle of a global pandemic and hear about some of the challenges and opportunities that it presents. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm a co-founder of Snackcess. Um, Snackcess was a company that was set up uh, at the start of lockdown to tackle the problem that we saw that a lot of people would have whilst working from home, which was snacking, you know, 97% of the UK snack. We thought with everyone at home, it's just going to be sort of exacerbated and made worse where everyone's sort of close to the fridge. Um, so we, myself, my co-founders, were very um, passionate for sort of health and well-being, and we wanted to build a solution that sort of combines it all together um, and conveniently delivers uh, healthy snacks to employees' doors. Amazing. Um, so what have been some of the main challenges that you've faced in setting up the company, and particularly in light of doing it while COVID-19 is hindering so many things? One of the hardest things, I guess, is that unfortunately, that um, one of my co-founders is quite nearby, so we've been able to sort of meet up when we needed to. Obviously, you know, in line with with COVID regulations, um, but it's it's not really been too hard to do that. One of the other co-founders has been working remotely, which has always been a challenge. Um, you know, it's hard to kind of sync up with work, and you're kind of a bit a bit in the unknown, especially with an early company. That's always hard to do. Um, for us, you know, we, we managed to find a solution that actually is benefited in a way by COVID and, and helps people that are suffering from what's going on with COVID at this moment in time. Um, so it's not been drastic for us in terms of hindering the business as such. Um, but, you know, one of the best things that we've found from it, the, the best piece of advice I can give is the fact that we've really capitalized on, on everyone being at home and looking at LinkedIn so much. LinkedIn's brilliant for sort of B2B businesses. Um, and for us, like we spend a lot of time on, on LinkedIn going through and, and trying to find these businesses really. Amazing. And what have been some of the key accomplishments in the creation of the business? Like what have there has there been any moments of being like, wow, like this is like finally like a success? I think always your your first sort of big order is always quite a a nice successful moment. Um for us that was we had a few actually come in because we we helped to it was we found like a Slack channel um of sort of HR people that we were looking to help and um spoke to a few of those and we had a few orders come in that way from companies like Totally Money and a few other places. So that was amazing to get those first few orders in. For us, we, we've been so fortunate with the PR we've received and, and the press um, coverage we've received. We've been on you know BBC's front page in the last month, as well as Sky News the other day, myself and Josh were on there. Um, and it's all because you know we're very fortunate with what's going on at the minute, um, of what we're doing being so relevant to what's going on at the minute. Obviously, it's not a great time for everyone and businesses alike. Um, but because we're creating something that's of value at this moment in time, we've really been given the platform to talk about it a bit more and I was reading on some of this great PR I think it was on your BBC article um that it was snack success is only going to be a short-term project but due to how much success you've had you're planning to continue it um can you tell us a little bit why you thought it was going to be such a short-term thing and maybe give us a sneak peek into what's next for success for sure so myself and uh Josh and, and Kieran. Kieran um, actually has a, a job as well, so he also works. Um, but myself and Josh have always been very entrepreneurial and um, 
you know, even at university, we, we always were part of startups or tried to build things. But we both agreed that while COVID happened, because it kind of affected a lot of our internships and things that were going on, um, we would build something of our own and kind of test the waters a bit. At the same time as come September, when grad schemes reopened, we'd then reapply for some of the ones we applied for before. But it's come to a point now that we've realized that this is what we want to do and this is where we want to be. And um, for us, like, you know, the, the growth that has happened and the publicity and, you know, building building something that's of value to people has just been so rewarding that we're just we're just never going to stop now. This is this is sort of where we want to head. Um, and then I guess sort of the future of Snackzess, you know, we, we've worked with a lot of companies now to send out care packages and healthy snack care packages, we call them for companies. But we're really, really big now on trying to build this, as, as I mentioned to you before, this sort of personalized healthy snack service, um, which allows for companies to come to us. You know, they can it's really flexible. They might have a budget in mind. They can choose how regular they want those deliveries to be. Um, and the employees can just log on, choose the snacks that, that they want to choose. Um, and then basically get receive snacks they want to receive every week. And, you know, there's no waste. They love the snacks each time. And it's really, really beneficial for those at home. And what advice would you give to someone looking to start a business during lockdown? I think the best thing is, um, it's, it, it feels cliche to say, because I think I use it quite often, but you've really got to, like, you know, lockdown, it's a hard thing while you're at home um, to, to build an idea or whatever, but you've got to make every effort you can to, to kind of move the needle forward each day is how we kind of express it. Um, and that just means finding the tasks that really bring the idea to life, whether that's talking to someone on LinkedIn about it or, you know, speaking to a friend of your dads or your families that might have a bit more of a business interest and they give you some ideas and then building a prototype online and just one step in front of the other and eventually COVID or no COVID you're going to be building something and, and pushing yourself to build something and all that all that building something in COVID means is that you're going to build something that's actually quite bulletproof if this situation was to happen further in the future. Um, and what do you think about success and how it adds to employee wellness? Um, and why do you think it's so important right now for um, employees who are working from home to be supported by their businesses in this way? I think, you know, in the, in the last few years, there's been a lot of information come out on the relationship between what we eat and how we feel. Um, I'm the first person to say that if I was working from home and, and we were at the time, myself and Josh were, were graduates finishing our university when lockdown first hit and uh, we were reaching for bad snacks. And it just, it just is, is if, you, if you've sort of got that interest or desire to be a bit more healthy, um, it really kind of it's a hard thing to overcome when you've got the fridge so close and there's all bad snacks around it just doesn't make you feel good you know it's, it's not the best for mental well-being being stuck indoors while you know in lockdowns like the one that's coming up um, so we know firsthand that 90% of serotonin is, is I think it's actually 95% of serotonin now um, they found is produced within the gut itself um, so what you eat has a has a huge impact on sort of the, the feel-good chemicals that are released in the body um, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that's becoming more and more common and people start to realize that, you know, that if they were to go and eat something that was really sort of crappy or, or some sort of junk food, then it really has a bad impact on their mental well-being. And mental health is, is such a is such a big thing at the minute. It's such an important thing to look after and nourish. And, you know, one of the, the best things that we can have control over that benefits us, um, which I think is the cause of a lot of uh, you know anxiety and stress is not being able to control things. But being able to control the things you eat and the thing you put in your mouth gives you a great benefit in terms of the ROI for how you feel. That's a crazy statistic about the 95% of serotonin. Um, so what's your favourite snack from your boxes? What, what's your go-to reach for? 
Well, it kind of it changes because we get introduced to so many. But I guess you know we're, we're very rigorous on the brands we select, and we, we've got a podcast that goes through and talks about them all. But for me, like I'm a very very big olive fan. Um, I love olives, and and Ollie's Olives is one of the best brands that uh, we've worked with in terms of just the taste um, and sort of the branding and everything about them. It's very simple ingredients. Um, the garlic and herb flavor is just amazing. Very very simple ingredients. But you know that's sort of one end of the spectrum. I guess otherwise would be. Something like um, Peaks. Peaks do these sort of multi-grain, they taste a little bit like cereal bites, um, but they're sort of multi-grain dark chocolate little bites. And they're just the nicest little things. And they, they, they are quite filling as well. Um, and it's really, really nice. Very good company, very good founders, really good sort of purpose and values about sustainability and well-being. And, and yeah, just just an amazing, amazing brand. Um, Amber and BJ sent us all boxes and the peak dark chocolate little bites that you just mentioned were my favorite as well so um yeah, yeah i can totally vouch for them Definitely. um so you said that you were involved in a lot of startups at university and i was wondering did your university support you in the startup process of success yeah the, the universities at um you know I, I was fortunate enough to be at university of bristol although josh and kieran were at university of birmingham but the university of bristol itself is is becoming more and more entrepreneurial like by the second really um, you know they're, they're making a lot of effort now. That I think it's, there was a stat when I first joined that something like thirty-three percent of Bristol graduates are looking to go on and start their own thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that might be later on in life, or maybe sort of when they when they first leave university. For me, that was when I first left. Um, it just sort of worked out that way. But when I was there, you know, you're around. I was part of the innovation centre, and you, you get to meet ex-entrepreneurs like um, founder of Tough Mudder and the founder of Bulldog Skincare all came in, did talks. And that's, that's the best thing really, because you, you, you get so inspired and you start to see that these people aren't just like some absolute geniuses. They're just people that literally put one foot in front of the other, had an idea and just kind of walked with it. Um, and Bristol has been really, really helpful for that. And, and, you know, as I, when I've worked, when I've studied at Bristol, the last sort of two years, I've done internships um, alongside where I've been able to earn a little bit of money, work at a startup, build up my skills doing that. And it's just been amazing. That's incredible. So do you, would you say that guest speakers and internships are like the best way that business schools and universities can support their students to lead entrepreneurial initiatives? I'd say it's, it's definitely one of the best ways. Stories are so important. Um, stories is, is it really just, you know, it's the best way that we relate to people. Um, and especially when you're, when you're sort of studying at university, you might be, for me personally, I, I wasn't, the most academic um i was starting to struggle a bit with my reading and outside stuff and if it wasn't for outside ventures um and doing things outside of that i, w- I wouldn't have been able to stay at university um, it kind of gave me that break that i needed and just seeing and hearing the stories of people that have gone on to do this you know been a similar mindset gone on to do amazing things like i think we heard from um the charles turret founder nick wheeler at one time and while he was at university he set up a christmas tree business um, and it's just really, really simple things that just completely blow your mind. And just, it's just that opening up and it's kind of like talk, finding, I guess for them as well, they kind of talk to people that might be similar to them in a similar position. And it's just inspiring that one person to actually not just think about something and, and to go in tomorrow and, and try and make it happen. You've spoken about a couple of startup funders and um, I'm interested to know, do you have one person who's a specific inspiration or is it all of these people combined? It's a hard one. I um, obviously there's some there's some that are more inspiring than others in terms of the ones that I've met. Um, you know, we've been we've been shown an incredible amount of support from other startup people 
um, in this in the space since we've been working, especially on LinkedIn. Um, but I guess if you're talking about at this moment in time, I'm going to have to be so biased towards Ben Francis at Gymshark um, because he is just one of the most relatable and sort of down-to-earth guys. I've actually I met him once at, a, at an event he did. Um, and just a, just a complete inspiration, someone that's just very passionate, very humble, just gets about his stuff. He has an idea, has a dream, and just tries to execute on it. He never knew what, how far Gymshark was going to go. And, you know, this year, I think they got valued to be sort of a $2 billion company nearly. Um, so it just goes to show you what, what can happen once you just put your mind to something. Yeah, he seems to be all over the news right now. I, um, yeah, I keep seeing him. He's incredible. Yeah, definitely. It was a very, very big inspiration of ours. Um, so you mentioned that you've got your own podcast, um, or the company does. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about it and they perhaps will go and have a listen as well? Yeah, so the podcast is called um, Bites of Health by Snapsess. Um, and on that show, we basically talk to the founders of some of the brands that we work with. We learn more about their stories, how they got set up, um, why they have an interest in sort of healthy snacking, what their views of the healthy snacking industry are, what's important about their products, and just kind of break things down. It's really just a, an informal chat, but it's, it, again, it's really inspiring. You get these stories of people that have gone on to set up something amazing, um, and that's the biggest thing we're trying to do with the Bites of Health podcast. Amazing. Well, I'll definitely be going and giving it a listen, but um, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Not to worry, to worry. Thank you for having me on. Thank you so much to Sonny for being on the podcast. And make sure to check out Snacksess's new podcast, Bites of Health. If you'd like more thought leadership, head to www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition. And make sure to listen out to the next Ambition podcast.